0: All right, everyone, welcome to the New Media Show, and we've been sitting here, those of you listening could care less, but we've been sitting here for five minutes trying to figure out why Facebook was flipping us the bird, and, uh, it's just another little thing to work out, but, hey, welcome to the show, thank you for, uh, being patient with us, we were, we are going an hour early here today, we thought we were going to have a guest this morning, and, uh, that is not the case, our guest is not here, so, uh, Maybe he'll show up. Hey, Rob. Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm doing good, Todd. Doing good. It, it's quite quite a bit early. It's amazing how one hour earlier makes a difference, at least on the
0: West Coast. <laughs> uh, remember what time we used to do the show when I was in Hawaii? I know. I know. Okay, you were so like at so 6 a.m. So right? tough crap. <laughs> I know exactly. Payback. Is, sucks. You know. So I can be honest with you, I'd rather be doing it early because I like to not be one o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. So maybe we ought to push it back to 6 a.m. Pacific. (laughs) And then
1: (laughs) you just just want me to go through. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, hey, hey everyone, before we get started today, um, and those of you watching and those of you that aren't watching, I'm going to, we've got some stickers some new media show stickers and in the address today, I am going to, I mean, in not in a, in the blog post today at new I'm going to post an address. And one thing that we have learned is if you have cool little swag for your show, it helps you build your show. It does so, so what we're going to do, and I'm going to show you a board I've got here. I don't know if we can see it. Well, I'm going to cover your face ups for a second, Rob. So this board is basically just a picture frame. And what we're going to do is the goal is over the next six to nine months is to fill that. We want to fill that with your stickers. So all you have to do, I'm going to post the address again today in the show notes, is if you have a sticker for your show, you can send me a sticker. Send us two or three. I can give Rob one. And then we'll send you a new media show sticker in return. you got to give us your address, of course. And you'll have that to share for your family and, and your, or your Ohana or your, your listeners. You, you can put it on your laptop or whatever. So uh, anyway, that's the deal. You send us one, we send you one. We're not going to send you one unless you send us one.
1: <laughs> so, Todd, let's uh, share where you had that sticker made. So, oh, you have a vendor that you, you yeah. worked with to make that?
0: I did. Sticker Mule.
1: Sticker Mule. Okay. Yep.
0: And then That's I had some it, others. Like
1: stickermule.com or something yep. like that.
0: And I had some other ones made, too. One for Podcast Insider for Blueberry, one for Geek New Central. So, anyway, if you send us a sticker, well, and these were relatively inexpensive you don't have to get a lot so if we're just trying to help you help yourself and by the way Rob do you see well, you can't see it because the doggone microphone covers it up but you see my in mm-hmm. the back over right there
1: right <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've added to the decorations <clears throat> in the studio here and I'm on a new mic I'm on an SMB7 now
1: right same mic I've got here.
0: You know so. the problem I have is I keep leaning into this thing, and my head ends up being the first show I did with it. I was like, I had it wrong in a different position, and I had it. I was like leaning into it. It looked like it was. Uh, I was a leaning yeah. tower visa for the whole show. So <laughs> I've got to learn to use this mic a little differently. But uh, well,
1: I got these yesterday.
0: What are those? Oh, you got. Oh, you have succumbed. I did. Uh, so he's got some ear, uh, earbuds.
1: Yeah, ear pods, I guess. Yeah, the whatever word. they're
0: called from Apple. Yeah. I, I bought them
1: at Costco. They were on on sale. Uh, it, was a, it, it, was, it was a cheaper place to get them is at Costco.
0: I had Gen 2s, and my son uh, said, Dad, can I have your first set? I'm like, I was thinking to myself, I, re- I usually run these things out of battery before the whole day's out. And I succumbed right. to his wishes and... Gave him uh, one of the sets or, you know, my older ones. Mm -hmm. I'm
1: just, I was getting tired of fumbling with the, with the, uh, the wire, you know. So what we all messed up and tangled up,
0: you know, and I'm one to talk, but at some point here in the near future, we are really going to get you converted. We're going to get you on a Mac. (laughs) We're going to get you on a MacBook. Yeah, there you go. And those and those friends of mine that know me from before, you know, they're falling over in shock at this very moment because I was a pretty hardcore Windows guy for many many years.
1: Yeah, you were. Yeah, All right. I remember those days. Most of your computers were Windows back yeah. in the day.
0: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, our guest was supposed to be coming in from Asia to talk about podcasting in Asia. Did you yeah. have any insights from him before we? move on and talk about other stuff because I had planned on him talking for a whole hour. So now I, I got to scramble here. (laughs) There's
1: always stuff to talk about, Todd. Um, I would say that the insight is that, uh, and, and I did a call with him. Uh, his name is Graham Brown. Uh, he does a, a show in Asia called Asia tech podcasts. Sounds a little familiar. Doesn't it Todd? Yes, it does. Um, (laughs) But, um, He's been really, really f- focused um, out of Singapore, um, trying to trying to rally the the troops. And he's a speaker; he goes to events and he speaks on podcasting panels. And he's heavily involved in the the kind of the the more Asian podcast community back there. And and what he, I was hoping to have him on to just share um, what he's seeing and observing happening across Asia, is a it, is it, you know in regards to podcasting. So um, disappointed that he's not. He's not able to make everything aligned to be here with us. It, from what I understand, it is like after 11 p.m. Uh, his time. That's right. Uh, in In Asia right now, in Singapore. I'm just not sure what day. And
0: he, it's he tomorrow. May gotten,
1: he may have gotten confused between Saturday and Sunday or wh- whatever. So, right. so he'll probably try, try calling in tomorrow or something.
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, when, when we're not <laughs> so, here.
1: Right, exactly. So, so anyway, you know, there's just a, a lot of um, interest in podcasting. I I talked to a person um, at the radio show that I was just at in Dallas. I just got back yesterday from from the radio show, and that um, was from Japan. Todd mm-hmm. and he was saying that there's there's a lot of podcast activity going on in Japan right now.
0: Right, like, really.
1: So, yeah, and that. Uh, people are starting shows there, and and it's starting to really, r- really be a thing. I guess a lot of people listen to podcasts there. Now he agreed that the the content production side um, in Japan is a is has been a little slow to grow, but uh, he, he he seems to th- think that it's pretty exciting what's going on there right now. Um, so and then in in kind of Malaysia and and. Down, down in singapore areas down in those areas i you know where english is you know pretty dominant down there mm-hmm. it, it's just you know really taken off i guess so that's what i was hoping graham could kind of, kind of share with us you know f- from a on the ground perspective of what's happening there and and if we can't get him today we'll we'll try again all right see if we can better coordinate i know i was kind of on on the road at a conference the last you know four or five days and and trying to coordinate w- with him wasn't uh, a top priority. Um, so, but he had all the information to to get in, but it, obviously it didn't fully work. Yep. So, um, so this stuff happens uh, on occasion with us with guests, but uh, if you have a podcast, you will experience the same thing.
0: <laughs> so, so tell me about your time at the NAB Radio Show in Dallas. Well,
1: uh, boy. Um
0: <laughs> was it worth going <laughs> uh
1: it's a fairly small event um What was interesting about it um is that it was held at a at the same hotel the podcast movement is going to be held at next August uh-huh. so I was able to spend time in the same hotel the podcast movement's going to be in next year so I I guess maybe I have an inside track on knowledge on uh, booth space.
0: <laughs> I've seen that we've already picked our booth space. Did did we pick well or did we pick bad?
1: I don't know, I'll have to go go look at your location. <laughs> so I actually haven't seen the the map. I, you know, Rob Rob takes care of that guy. Yeah, you stuff, you
0: so. already you guys already picked too. <laughs> I figured we probably had.
1: Yes. So so it's a fabulous venue. It's it's going to be probably about half the size of the of the venue that we were at in Orlando. Oh. Um So it's going to be um, I think good because it's going to be a little more compact. Because I think Podcast Movement kind of just like you know um, was hard to to see <laughs> um, that event at that venue in Orlando because the venue in Orlando was just so big. You know, mm-hmm. people were spread out. You know. I mean it was great that everybody stayed together in the same hotel but this this venue um in Dallas is going to keep us all together a lot
0: more. Is um, it going to uh handle 3000 of us drinking beer together?
1: Um 3000 drinking well, beer. Well, you, you know? know,
0: you know, I you know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. There's there's a couple there's large areas where People can get together there. Oh, that's so, um, good. I'm fairly confident that it will handle it. Um, it's got a good good bar area that everybody is going to spend a lot of time in uh, because I did. Um, so, so um, and it has a big kind of atrium area with a really tall ceiling and and um, it's it's nice. I shared some pictures of it on on Twitter. So if you wanted to go to my my Twitter account, you can see some of the pictures that I took from the, from the venue. All right. Um, So it should be a nice, nice place. It doesn't have a lot of restaurant resources at the event. So I think that's, that's the only kind of maybe downside. Um, so, so there is going to be an, you know, an interest in going other places in Dallas to eat, um, of which there are plenty. Um, so it's just a matter of, you know, keeping everybody at the hotel for for dinners and things like that isn't really going to happen that much, right? They do have a really nice um, restaurant up on the top floor of the hotel, but it's it's pretty expensive place to eat. So it's like a steakhouse kind of kind of thing. Um, but the 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 format of the hotel really lends itself to to blending of the exhibition area with the Sessions because it has a, a big open area that um, that booths were placed in, um, so I I think there's going to be a lot of commingling uh, between between attendees in sessions and uh, and, and the, and the, the exhibition vendors. area. It's not going to be sectioned off quite as much as what we've had in the last
0: couple of years. Oh, that's good. So you avoided the question. How was the show?
1: <laughs> uh
0: it's hard to tell
1: sometimes because radio groups are embracing podcasts so so Gary vaynerchuk um did a keynote there actually the the last day of the event. he got up on stage and there's probably six hundred people in the audience, and he basically just um kind of tore into the industry oh wow you know gary's gary's got a got a reputation for you know being a being a, a, a real serious disruptor um, yeah. when he comes in and does his his speeches. But he talked a lot about podcasting um, up on stage. And I was like, um, I think that the radio industry needed to hear what he had to say. Um, I'm I'm just glad I'm not the one that delivered the, the, the message that Gary
0: did. <laughs> the way um, he did. Yeah. yeah, He's like, tell him you're stupid. You're, you're about ready to go extinct. If you don't wake up or
1: if you want to summarize the (laughs) the message, is that you either adapt, change or you die is the,
0: is the, was
1: was the bigger message. Um,
0: and how, and how many people heard that?
1: Uh, I would say probably six or 700 people were in the audience. Okay. Uh, it was like a morning breakfast, uh, session that he put on. So everybody was sitting in round tables, um, eating when Gary's up on stage you know and uh, and he was he was pretty blunt he's on know, blast he always is. yeah what's
0: that? he was on blast he,
1: he was definitely on blast mode i mean he came in there to 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 tear things up a little bit um and that's that's probably what they needed to hear um because it is true uh it's just i'm i'm glad that he's the one that delivered the message quite like the, like he delivered it cuz you know Trying to trying to blend in with the radio industry and kind of keep keep things in a positive footing moving, moving forward is definitely what I want. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's that's what it was for me was you know talking to smaller smaller market uh, radio groups from around the world or not around the world but around the country um, that were coming through that are dipping their toes into podcasting. Um, some of them are you know hit and miss with what they're doing with podcasting. And, but the truth of the matter is, is that, um, as you look to the future, you know, a lot of these smaller radio stations, I don't think are going to survive. So I don't know, Todd. I mean, it's, it's a tough, tough question. And it's also a very tight knit community too. Right. Um, there's not a lot of young people at the event. Um, and not, I, I wouldn't say that there's a lot, there's a lot of women at the event either. So it's, I mean, if you look at, podcasting events and contrast them with radio events um there's a huge demographic difference between between the two and i think it's very indicative of where radio is right now and as compared to podcasting which is which is getting more diverse uh is having a lot more women involved in creating shows uh so there's just a lot of diversity which is strength for the podcasting
0: space so yeah. So while you're out this past week, there was a um a session at another event that was done. Maybe it was at the same one you were at, I don't know. But the CEO of iHeart.
1: Oh, oh yeah, right. Bob Bob, Mr. Bob. Yeah,
0: made this yeah. uh comment yeah. that said podcasting is radio's birthright. Right. Right. Birthright.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. What can you say, Todd?
0: Well, I, I can say and if you if you read what he said. Right. T V made a mar- okay, let me let me read what he said exactly. T V made a terrible mistake. Netflix, they let that model become another business they did not own. They let that model become another business they did not own. According to him, this was a terrible mistake. Right. And the key word there is own. So I'm going to paraphrase what Rick Savoya said in a Facebook post. And Rick's been in podcasting a long time. He said they have something we don't money influence and the power of very big people to make that happen. And that should concern every podcaster. So we already know that headlines are being made by big companies and very few headlines are coming out of the independent podcast community. Right. So money, power, power, the power of the airwaves, the power of cash, the power of influence, the power I sit on board of directors, the power of a lot of things. You know, it goes back to the presentation I made at Outlier. I, th- I think my concern radar is a little higher than what it was. When I hear comments like him saying it's a birthright, and I, I'm going to be, you know. Right. You know, but it's not your birthright. Right. You have a right to come in here and create content and compete. Just like anybody else. That's right, but it's not your birthright. Birth, you know, birth. You say birthright. Let let you know. That that's a that's a really, that's a really arrogant. strong word.
1: Well, it's an arrogant thing to say.
0: No, nah, you know, let's you know, let's let us right. let us let us just read. Oh, God, that was real good. <laughs> I'm the, um I'm right. was, I was I, my queuing is off. Let let us read what birthright means. Uh, let's see here, birthright definite birthright definition. Maybe I should do that. Let's see if I can get a better. Birthright, a particular right of possession or privilege one has from birth. Ex- hmm, privilege. S- sim- similar words are in- inheritance, right, right, due, prerogative, privilege. Birthright was a horrible word to say.
1: Well, it implies that because they, they, institutionalized radio that that gives them a right to, to do it with some new media too. Um, and that's, I don't, I think he can say that all he wants and mm-hmm. I heart can claim to be number one, all, all they want. Yeah. but The day the data doesn't support it. So, um, you know, he's, he's living, a you know, he's living a lie is what he's doing and he's not, um, he's not earning his place. He's, he's taking it because he thinks he's owed it.
0: Keyword is taking.
1: Right. And it's, it's just not going to happen. I mean, he can, they can say whatever they want, but uh-huh. it's just not, it's not going to happen. So they're not well, going to own podcasting.
0: With, you know, you go to the radio show and it's not diverse and right. it's a bunch of old guys. And I would That's almost true. bet you a lot of old white guys. Oh yeah. And they're all, they're all cliquish. And you know, I've been to these events oh, yeah. before and, you know, you, if you're not part of the good old boys club, you get, you get, you know, you know, they, you know, you're not they having a, dr- you you're not having, you. yes, they ignore you. You're not having a drink with right. them. Right. So this is not, you know, and then him coming out and saying this is it perpetuates this ha- how they happened, right? how, Yeah. So if you're radio Don't be a dick. (laughs) It's
1: a simple message, Todd,
0: you know, come on, you know, be thankful. Be thankful. We've worked hard in this space. Be thankful. There is a way for your business to, to expand. Be thankful that there is a, there is a path for you, that there is a business for you in the future. Be, be thankful. Don't, don't tell me you have a birthright to this space. I, I you know, really. So, really, the wrong word to say.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> they do have a regular um, kind of approach to this that's pretty consistent, and it's in, and, and the key word is arrogance, and being kind of not living in the real world. They're trying to 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 take over something that they they really have no idea, that they have no way of doing.
0: I I think they have an idea. I think they, well, no. They don't really have a path to do what he says that they're going to do. So, you know, I had, there was a guy that was in the radio that commented on the thread that I put on the podcast movement page. I don't know if I can find it, but I had, I had, I had responded to him. And it is basically, let's see if I can find it, because it was really good. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Hang on. Let me, and by the way, we, um, we're we not kids of radio. They didn't raise us. We raised ourselves just so everyone knows that. You know, NPR was along for the ride. Obviously, they helped. They got it from the get-go. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. See if I can find this excerpt. It's in near the bottom somewhere. Okay, here it is. Um, is this the right one? Yeah. Former radio guy, I remember telling me Stations Management in 2003 that since we recorded a morning show from Promo Clips, Laura proof of performance that we should trim it up and just post it on our web. Got laughed out of the room it was not being worth the time to do so. And he says, sigh. So, you know, here's a guy that got it from the in the early days. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I, I applaud Ryan for being progressive. But, you know, until someone starts calling out iHeart and some of these other folks on these marketing tactics, they'll continue to steal the, the messaging. And sadly, mm-hmm. reporters are not calling them on it. So, I, you, know, I, you know, I know we have a number of journalists that listen to this show. Mm-hmm. And I know certain ones do. But we need to start questioning these groups, when they make these comments, we need to say, well, what, what makes you say that? Or, really, you are? Right. You know, we, we, we ask, you know, it's the point of extreme in American media today where everything is questioned five ways a Sunday and examined on how people speak. Why, why is podcasting getting a pass? Mm-hmm. Why are we not... Asking hard questions of these folks. So one person said, it's fair to say, and you know, and it, she says, fair to say podcasting is still seen as fringe and non professional. Let's take the way the view of the lay person who has no clue about media or media distribution. When they hear a podcast, what comes to mind? And I basically said, Listen, I, you know, I listen to over a hundred shows every two weeks. And I would argue that. Content's pretty incredible right now. No, I agree. We have a wide diverse of content. We have, my God, I, you know, I just listened to some of these shows that won the podcast awards. I can't say who. And cause we're going to announce that Sunday night or tomorrow night. And I'm just like, wow, listen to this, you know, oh, wow. some really good stuff out there. Right. So. And and then here is a little more of this attitude spe- sneaking through. Someone that was on that podcast movement thread says, birthright? No. But if us radio people take this seriously, we have some major advantages out of the gate. And I respond, we've been trying to advise radio folks for the past 14 years. Most of them will not listen. <laughs> right. and, you know, we've tried to help. I don't,
1: I don't really necessarily agree with the premise that, that radio has all these advantages in podcasting i think the medium is so different from radio yeah that and it requires such a different skill set that i would I, i would say that i don't think radio has really any significant connection to to podcasting i think it's such a distinct medium in so many different elements and ways um sure there's a microphone sure there's talent but that's about as close as it gets yeah. to being, being you know something that's in parallel with radio. Um, every other element of it is different. But um, I, you know, I talk about this stuff all the time. I was talking to a group of students. That's what my session was at at the radio show. Was uh-huh. talking to college students um, that were that were brought in by by an organization that's underneath. The NAB called the BEA. If you go to bea org, yeah, I'm familiar with that. It's it's the it's the broadcasters um, uh, broadcaster education association is what it is. So they put on um, sessions that are that ride parallel with NAB events. So which I'm going to be participating in in Vegas this year, um, where they're bringing in 1,400 college students that are wanting to get into you know the broadcast side of of oh, that um, may not be it of of radio, but most of them that I talk to are are more passionate about podcasting than they are about radio, um, and they just want they just want to know everything that they can know about the history of this medium, where it's going, where it's at, what the opportunities are for them. I mean, I spent an hour with a group of about thirty college students. Um, and they, they just peppered me with questions. They were wanting to, to eat as much of this up as they could because they saw the difference between radio and podcasting. And they saw so much more opportunity for them to uh, be creative, to do things that they wanted to do, not be told what they had to be doing at a radio station. Mm -hmm. So they didn't come out and say that directly, but I could just tell from their enthusiasm, their energy, of their their passion for audio, and I, at the end of the day, that's what that's that's what we're seeing here. I I did notice that at the event, the ABC folks um, changed the name of their company to ABC Audio,
0: hmm.
1: which I thought was, you know, versus ABC Radio, which mm-hmm. is what they mm-hmm. were before. Mm-hmm. So you're starting to see a little bit of crack cracks. Um, starting to be exposed around the some of the groups perceptions of themselves as you look to the future and and I, I was h- hopeful in in some regards um Todd a- at the event because I did see people that were that were really enthusiastic about the differences with podcasting and and were asked questions like you know what can we do differently with what we're doing at our stations or our our groups that can really stand out in podcasting. Um, And so those were, those were good questions to ask. And I tried to share with them, you know, what those, what those, those differences were. And, and I think a lot of them got it. Um, So I think what Gary told, told the industry is, it is diametrically opposed to what Bob Pittman said, right. Um, In some ways that radio somehow owns podcasting. I think radio needs to be a part of podcasting. But it's certainly not going to own it. This is an independent um, creator's medium. It's always been that way. And I believe it will always be that way because I don't see any trend lines that tell me that it's any different than that, Todd.
0: Yeah, I just, you know, just I take exception, obviously, to commentary that, you know, I'm holier than thou and get out of my way because I'm radio. I'm king. Right. and uh we we've got enough kingmakers in the, in the world today. We don't we don't need any more kingmakers especially on the audio side. But it, it, you know I, so those of you that are you know did, did not get to see my presentation at Outlier you have an opportunity to do that during International Podcast Day. I'm on the schedule tomorrow actually Monday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, I'm on the schedule to talk about this. I'm going to represent what I presented at Outlier with a whole, you know, I got a whole hour, Rob, instead of 30 minutes, so I can rant for an hour. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that what we really need to, and if you want to come, you know, hear what I have to say, please, please join me during that hour. Of course, celebrate International Podcast Day with us, you know, the 29th and 30th for those 36 hours of live streaming from around the world with people that are speak you know, there'll be times you're going to tune in. And you're going to hear Italian. You may not understand, but it is an international event. So I think mm-hmm. that, um, we just have to be more careful and, and more understanding and make content creators more aware of where we've been, where we're headed, you know, the potential, you know, and these gatekeepers So that's the word, you know, kingmakers, gatekeepers, same thing. Um, I think we have to be aware of that as we as we move forward, but you know the great equalizer as you said rob is r s s right, and with r s s no one can take our transmitters away essentially
1: hmm yeah so the the best that they can hope for is a significant presence in the medium um I heard is just you know, they are, they are a big media company. There's no question about that, but that may not always be the case. <laughs> so, you know, we've seen a lot of companies come and go. Um, just because you have a bunch of radio stations doesn't mean that that's going to um, guarantee your, your future.
0: So, in my opinion. so, you know, I, I've got a brand new vehicle, you know, 2019 Ford Edge. It's got all the new, it's got all the fancy digital connections. It's got Sirius. It's got, you know, really, I've got everything on the dashboard. Some apps. And where is my connection 99.9% of the time? It's connected Bluetooth to my phone. And I'm listening to what I want to listen to. There's an onboard charger that's right in my dash. You set the phone in, the phone continues to get charged without having to hook up a wire to it. You know, so as people's vehicles change and as people, this new group of podcasters, this 18 to 25-year-old range that is out there creating a lot of, you know, interesting content, it's just going to drive the ball. And, you know, radio, there may become a day where you have a, a radio transmitter and a million dollars worth of licensing and $2 million worth of equipment and, you know, you've got... uh you know, a big uh, four or five uh, studios and, you know, a staff and sales. If that can't be supported if no one listens. Right. Now, is that going to happen tomorrow? New no. radio safe for now, for sure. 15 years? Look at where we have come in 15 years. Mm-hmm. 15 years ago. And in matter oh. of fact, I'm going to celebrate my 15th anniversary in podcasting here in just about five or six days. So, 15 years ago, we didn't have an, a mobile phone. There was no Facebook. There was no Twitter. None of that existed. The iPod mm-hmm. was just about ready to go to version two. Right. We had no way to get stuff mobilely. And look where we are now, where people have replaced desktops and laptops with their mobile phones. And in Mm -hmm. 15 more years, holy crap, where are we going to be in 15 more years?
1: I think a completely different place.
0: I think so, too. But, you know, there's still outliers. Like, you know, I just spent yesterday morning crawling around in crawl spaces in my rural domicile, in my loft that I and moving into on November 1st. And the fastest speed I can get at that location is 15 down and three up. It's horrible. And I'm paying ninety nine dollars for the right to get that speed. And it's because I live in I live two miles from fiber. And sixteen thousand right. dollars to bring fiber those two miles. By the way, anyone wanna contribute? <laughs> started. just started. to go fund me, right? Program, right, right. <laughs> you know, and i got, I've talked to 22 neighbors and, you know, and only two of them understand the value of, you know, they said, I'll throw in a thousand bucks, two of 22. <laughs> right. So, you know, they're used to living in this slow lane and paying this extraordinary connection fee. And the guy told oh, if you go to 80 foot tower, he's put a $6,000 80 foot tower in, we can get you to a hundred megs and, Five up. I'm just like really (laughs) six thousand
1: sight stuff. Is that what that is?
0: Yeah, you know, and but that's the only option for a segment of America. So there's a segment of America that's still stuck in a slow lane. Right. Not to mention the rest of the world. So in 15 years, that's going to change because 15 years ago, there was no connectivity. I had I had dial up still. Right. Where my mom lives and where we're you know where we built this. You know, I have this new uh, law. So, (laughs) yeah, we've come a long ways, even even in the country. So in 15 years, Elon Musk is going to have 180 satellites up. And, you know, maybe that's going to solve the issue.
1: Well, and I... I think it's reasonable to ask the question, Todd, is there anything that you're seeing um, that's brewing out there that's going to disrupt the the model of podcasting that we have? I mean, in 15 years. Is there something that's going to do to us or do to podcasting that um, has been done to radio?
0: Well, I think – I think, is there something on the horizon? Well, I think gun owners have had this saying for years, yeah, you know, you, you, I'll hold on to my, you know, you'll pry my gun out of my dead hands or something like that. There's some saying that, you know. Right. Right. And I think my, my. Carlton Heston, I think. Yeah. Yeah. My battle cry is you will, you will have to, you will have to acquire and you'll have to steal or you will have to, (laughs) um, Sue me out of my RSS feed. I'm as long as I have my RSS feed, you can't take me off the air, right? And so, from that, and so then is you know, it goes into this whole thing I talk about on Monday is we have to continue to be contingent and be very, very careful that when you hear someone say, Oh, the RSS feed is dead, we need to go to something more modern. We have to be what's more modern? Well, that's the question. I think we have to have. We have to be careful because that is usually a word for agenda, control, well, gatekeepers, yeah. Pr- yeah, being proprietary. Right. The thing, Things work for 15 years. Is it perfect? No, but guess what? Even the worst bully pulpits are still on the air. Right. And those of us that are on the other end of the spectrum, which we consider ourselves to be of freedom of speech, are happy that we can't be taken off the air. It goes back, Rob, you know, it did, I don't know if we talked about it Dragon Con, mm-hmm. that diversity panel. I don't know if you were in the room during that panel or not.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I was. Yeah, but, I was sitting, sitting right next to you.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. you know, you had, you know, everyone talks about, um, you know, conservatives have been the ones largely saying I'm being, our voices are being stifled. But yet you don't ever hear that there is the people of color saying the same thing about some of these same platforms and they're saying, and they're saying we're, we're being censored. Now I'm not going to go into specific details, you know, but I, you know, the thing that I thought, and I think I actually interjected a little bit was, is that again, podcasting is like you've said, is the great equalizer. You can build communities around that content. You can organize. If you want to protest, you can protest. You can, Get your message out there. As long as you have your own website, you can't be you can't be taken down or deplatformed because you go against somebody's community standards. It's 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 it's, it's This is a big, it's a big topic today in the world, and it don't matter what side of the politics you are, what color you are, what your message is. None of that, but because you got to imagine Facebook. They're running a business. Twitter's running a business. And they can take you off tomorrow and lock you out. And You know, 95% of people are never going to face that, but some will. Fringe is going to face that. Right. I've I've diversed here from quite a bit of the topic, but you can see I'm I'm pissed a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well not you know, not pissed. Just like how dare you say you have a birthright. Yeah. Join the party. Earn earn your own keep.
1: Well at the end of the day, he can say whatever he wants That's to say. True. It doesn't change That's true. the facts. Yeah. And 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 the facts are that they can play propaganda games, they can put out false information, which is what they're very good at doing. Um, you know. And but at the end of the day it's you know podcasting is going to be what it is and it's not going to be about radio right so um that's, it never has been why would why would we think it would be now after 15 years right it's it's established its own identity it's established its own presence in the market it's established its own expectations of the audience um radio doesn't really have a place in that uh, necessarily unless they adapt to us right so which they are hesitant to do
0: because guess what they have to do. They have to give up a little control. Yep. You know, who? Yep. so I, what am I right now? I'm, I'm a radio station, right? I am the general manager. <laughs> I'm the sales team. I'm the talent. No one tells us what to do. Yeah. No one tells us what we can't talk about no one tells us to not talk about a topic because we have an advertiser that might be sensitive about what we're talking about and remove advertising from the station.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Can you, you know, it, it, people don't realize this, but why do you think that major television doesn't talk about big pharma? Why don't they talk about the, uh, the control and what they, their pricing and all the stuff that, Everyone, one of us that goes to the pharmacy to pick up a prescription that may or may not have insurance that looks at the price of that. And we say, how is this possible? And we understand new drugs are expensive to come on the market and they're going to pay a premium. But pharma is one of the biggest advertisers on television. No one's going to talk bad about pharma.
1: Right. There's too much money
0: there. Too much money. It's the message is. You know, just me talking about this topic on this show, if we had a pharma advertiser, we would lose that advertiser. Right.
1: Todd, though, do you remember the days in the very early um, days, I know you do, when there was this big controversy that happened around the podcasting space that that if you were a podcaster and you took an (laughs) advertiser, I I think you know what I'm about to say. Oh, yeah that that it was very controversial, but a lot of podcasts would even though they got paid, right, they would trash the advertiser. That's true. If it was a bad product. Yeah. Right. So so if they got an advertiser coming in saying, I wanna buy, you know, a host endorse on your show and I'm gonna send you um, you know, um the product, right? right. So you can try it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was the unwritten thing that if the product sucked, yep. you could say that on your podcast.
0: It's <laughs> true. You know, and that's part of the genesis of some of the stuff, you know, most people don't know that before GoDaddy became a sponsor on Geek News Central, we had some contentious moments, Right. you know, several months before there was some contentious blog post. Mm-hmm. And what they did is in what, to GoDaddy's credit, and they had some, you know, we've had some challenges over the years with some of the stuff that some of their leadership has said. Things are obviously a lot different now, but they um, they listened and they said, "Oh, we recognize we have a problem. We're going to fix this," and they did. And that was part of the story. That was part of the right, right. that was part of the brilliance of the advertising campaign is that I, I yeah, I talked about this, you know, remote control. The remote right. control sucked. They come back and said, "We're going to fix that," and the the relationship continued. Can you imagine doing that today? I know.
1: I mean, I mean, actually, one of the reasons why I believe podcasting has the relationship it has with its audience, uh, and it's for us to lose right. if we do this wrong, yep. uh, is that it is authentic. It's real. It you know that that podcaster was giving. Public feedback right. to the company with its products and services that I'm sure many of the listeners were a hundred percent in agreement
0: right? you know there's so, a there's a couple of advertisers out there in the podcasting space right now that I'm just like, really, you're endorsing yeah. this really
1: right and it's <laughs> and it, it, it pushes the envelope of credibility it right does. it does and you know. that's that's at the core of this and, and i think the thing to take away from this is how fundamentally different podcasting is in its connection to its audience and that relationship can be leveraged into something so much more powerful right. and right. and that's what we're talking about here with a host being real and authentic about Products and services that builds trust, and if the if the company takes that feedback and does something to improve the product, yep. guess what? Everybody wins.
0: So, in my instance, I told my audience, "If you have a and let's just go back to the GoDaddy example, and this is still true to this day." And I tell my audience, "You have a problem, I want to hear. If you didn't get satisfaction a customer support call, I want to hear about that because what I do, right, is I've got a direct line to the to the president's office." And I send a message, hey, you got an issue here. Fix this, please. And about 95% of the time, they're able to, they said, Yep, we got a problem, we're gonna make a change, or mm-hmm. someone gets more training internally, whatever it may be, the product is fixed, you know, and it's a it's a it's a closed loop. So because right. my audience knows, they can send me uh, an email and say, Hey. I had a problem, I was on customer support, here's the ticket number, I'm pissed. They're not getting any, you know, social media now is beautiful because they can kind of go on blast on social media, but sometimes a little sugar and I'm the sugar can go to the company and say, Hey, you, you you know, you guys screwed this one up. And then, and then you say, thank you. Thank, cause a big company often doesn't know. Right. You know,
1: they don't always get feedback or they don't have a feedback loop that, right. that goes to the top. Right.
0: And, 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 and when they did stupid stuff, when stuff happened right. and, and I'm like, you're killing me, you're really killing me. I'm getting I'm on blast for my listeners because. You I'm guys something you, bad. you guys right. did something dumb in your messaging. You know, what what do I tell the audience? What are you doing internally to rectify? What you have just said or done, or the action, and it was almost like we didn't have to have social justice warriors. We had the audiences were our social justice warriors talking to us, and then we talked to the company because the company got an unfiltered, unfiltered truth of what really was happening. Now today, because of Facebook and Twitter, people can give unfiltered feedback Feedback all day long. All day long, right? Right. Right. And that's maybe, maybe that's what's changed here, Rob, a little bit. I don't know, but.
1: Well, I think that more and more companies have been open to, to, and, and have pathways for customers to, to share, you know, feedback, um, much more readily. I I think in the early days of podcasting that there wasn't a lot of companies that were making, um, Making access pathways for their customers to give feedback. So this was one way that could be um, that feedback could be funneled up into a a, a person or, or a show, right? That had some contact at the up in the C suite or at the higher levels of the company. Yeah. Um, that could that could funnel that that consumer feedback, um, and that's a purpose that was served um, in the early days of podcasting. Believe me, it was very controversial at the time. Um, people were, were like, well, why would, I advertise around, why would I advertise on your podcast if you're going to talk bad about me on your podcast? I mean, right. that's a very simplistic way of looking at that dynamic. Um, at the time, I, I think many of the companies that ran advertising on podcasting got a big credibility boost when, they, when the, <laughs> the host went on there and talked um, reality about their product. And then the company responded. Yeah. And th- that was a boost in trust with the with the customer base of that company that was unheard of back then.
0: At the same time, I think we got podcasters today who are in some of the bigger networks are saying run, 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 you know, run these three pre rolls, run these five mid rolls. And the podcaster and those networks have no choice. They have to run the product whether they like it or not. Right. And they or more, it's, more
1: that's that's happening. Podcasters are losing control right. of of the products and services that are being marketed on their programs.
0: Yeah. So I think that we have to take into account here that this, for the smaller shows, usually those of you that are independent podcasters out there, you need to continue to remember that um, your credibility is at stake when you take an advertiser that you may wrinkle your nose a little bit. You know, I, I, I just, you know, I just don't. If if someone if if it doesn't smell pass my smell test, if it doesn't, you know, I I get products all the time. People send me review units. I, it, it, I get like literally five, six, seven things a week that come in, and I look at it. Stuff I decided I'm going to review, I review. Any other stuff I don't, and oftentimes I'll get an email. So where's that review? And I'm like, you send me a send me this uns, unsolicited do you really want me to do a review <laughs> of a product that I am not going to positively endorse? Right. Would you rather me just take that and put this piece of product on the shelf and, you know, oh, half of it ends at right. Salvation Army or whatever where I don't need it because I, I don't need another gadget. So, and, and oftentimes they're like, well, what do you, don't you like? And I'll tell them. But if I did right. that in a blog post, they, they today would remove me from any future type of product reviews. Right. So which, it,
1: which tells you how far we've, we've moved, moved away from that, that customer relationship.
0: Right. Yeah. So if it doesn't pass a smell test, folks, be careful. Because if you right. endorse something that sucks... Your audience is going to lose, on you. yeah, the right. audience is going to lose faith in you. Right. But you know, it, it is also, this, it's remarkable how the space has changed. And we've talked about this on the show. I remember episode 69 that I did where I announced my book. You know, I had already been talking from day one. I got to find a way to monetize the show to the audience. I had told them from day one, I was on a two-year clock that my wife had given me to be able to finish, to be able to, because you know, I'd had some hobbies before. We, you know, it's like a boat. Throw another thousand at it. Well, I had hobbies that were kind of like that. Throw another five hundred. Throw another two hundred. You know, just this, you know, stuff that was just going into ether. And she had told me, "You got two years to figure out how to make money with this thing." So I went in it from day one, trying to figure out how to make money. But when I announced my book on episode sixty-nine, I lost half my audience because how. Dare I? And this is this tells you this is the this is the tell of how the space has changed and how listeners have changed. I lost half my audience because how dare I take cash to write a book? Right? How dare I get paid? And now, at the time, it's pretty. You know, I, I got paid. I got a thirteen thousand dollar advance to write that book, and I actually got dividends or actual whatever it's called the, I got checks because it, it sold enough copies that, um, I made up the 13,000 that was prepaid. And then I got, you know, royalties, I guess that's what it's called royalties. Matter of fact, I got a 49 cent royalty check last year or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but that tells you where the, you know, half my audience blasted me and, and left because i got paid to write a book. Not even a sponsor deal. Now, what that really did set the stage so that half of those that left were good to go when GoDaddy came on as a sponsor in June of 05. You know, they'd already, those that were, you know, the haters because I wrote a book and got paid to write it. I, I should have never told them I got advanced. I should just told him I wrote a book on podcasting. It probably wouldn't have been as devastating.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, you know, that tells you where we were at in early 2005. Yeah. When even the audience was ad- adverse, you know, or money-making averse. This was supposed to be a pure medium where you did it for the love. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I was doing
1: doing a radio show when I started this, and I was advertising in my podcast. I was doing sponsorships. right? And I could, like I did a big a- advertising deal with web.com at the time. Um, so trying to run advertising and I had ads in my podcast back in those days and I, I wasn't seen as quite as, quite as a cool kid as, <laughs> as many in the podcasting <laughs> space back then because I was out of radio,
0: right? Right, which
1: right. is, which was the, the exact opposite of, uh, what the podcast
0: medium was about. But, so but you're, I was kind of like, but you were one of those cool, rate, you were cool kid. Yeah. You were one of those radio guys that was paying to be on the radio, weren't you?
1: Yeah, in in um yeah, I, I paid to be on a uh,
0: I think two stations. Yes. Um, so, at the time? So you weren't and, you weren't as grubby as the ones that were
1: <laughs> Well, I was I was considered to be weekend programmer.
0: Right, weekend program. Right.
1: Right. So you were Phil.
0: But,
1: well, <laughs> it, it, it's not so much Phil. it was like revenue generating um
0: Yeah, for the radio station, paid right, electric bill. Right.
1: Now I'll, I'll, I'll have to say my, my <laughs> weekly, um, payment that I had to make for my airtime was yeah. like 50, $50 a week. Oh,
0: that's, you got it. You got cheap, dude. Were you in at three o'clock in the morning? No, I was on
1: it at 11 a.m. Pacific <laughs> oh, that's, time on Saturdays.
0: You, you, you had a, you had a good spot. You, that radio station must've been really needing some fill.
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah. They were desperate.
0: <laughs> they were <laughs> actually a lowly tech show on a Saturday. Right right yeah.
1: oh, it, oh it was lowly at the time <laughs> believe me um so so and then i i talked to a to another station that was up you know up in the the downtown seattle market too that i was going to put my show up yeah. there um you know it was on a fifty thousand watt station you know that was going to blast me around the world supposedly right. off
0: it of, bounces <laughs> off the atmosphere
1: right um so so they wanted 1600 dollars.
0: A week, yeah, that doesn't work with FM, so, only him. So anyway, you wouldn't have gotten bounced. <laughs>
1: that was actually on AM. So.
0: Oh, it was okay. Yeah, you would have. Yes, you, it was on AM. So, no. I, so I would
1: have been boun- bouncing around the stratosphere. Yeah, yeah,
0: without, you would have. You would. I, have.
1: Yes, because <laughs> I, I mean, up here in Seattle, I mean, it's it's not uncommon to to listen to radio right. stations out of California. Yeah. So you know, sixteen
0: hundred a week.
1: Sixteen hundred wow. a week. Wow, right? that's a big. And, that's and, a
0: that's a that's a big nut. That's a, that's a and, big number. It,
1: right. And they would also take, uh, I, I believe it was three or four spots in my show wow. to, on top of that. So I, I was doing like, uh, I think like 12 spots an hour, something like that. That's
0: crazy. So then you found podcasting.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I never took the offer to be on the radio up in,
0: up right. in downtown Seattle. So
1: yeah. I, I, I never did that. I had a few clients that I work with that that decided that they were going to do uh, a weekend show and pay that big nut uh, you, you, that I helped get going up right. there.
0: But, you, you could have uh, competed with Leo. You could have been uh, nationally syndicated after a bit.
1: I I was nationally syndicated <laughs> even out of the little station that I was at. I was paying 50 bucks a week. Oh, nice. So I, I got up on the 15 um, stations oh. off of... Uh, It was, I think it was called Radio One was the syndicator that I was working with at the time. And all I had to do was upload my show up to their platform and they would, they would push it out to all the, all the, all of the additional radios, you know, all the affiliates.
0: And just to think we're now globally heard around the world on media
1: satellite,
0: (laughs) You know, so, um, my car came with, uh, 90 days free. I just, it just ran out here recently of, uh serious x m and I refused to you know pay them to for the privilege of listening but i you know while I did have it, I did listen to a few howard stern uh you know and he he would be the perfect podcaster that guy is uh he he has a, a, a an x show every episode, but he's the point and I learned that he's down to only doing three or four days live a week he's getting tired he doesn't want to do too much anymore by contract, he's trying to be on the air less. So yeah. you know when he leaves or when he retires or whatever that may be, he won't become a podcaster. He's stretching up he can well, he's he been can retire.
1: Podcasting for decades.
0: Yeah and he and he's uh he's not a fan necessarily of course no. as you so but you know if you think about what um Howard has accomplished on you know being moved to Sirius XM you know, that type of stick where you have this group of people and they, they're, they're as outlandish as they get and they talk as X rated as you can even imagine on right. the show. Um, you know, that's just been natural for podcasting for, and there's not a lot of folks doing that type of uh, super, you know, he, and he really pushes you know, some of the stuff I, I said, you know, I cause I'm, you know, I don't even listen to podcasts that, talk about some of the stuff they talk about so i'm just like and it's just like you cannot listen to this in a workplace it's it is not child safe in any way no, it's not even it's, workplace, it's not, safe, it's you know? not workplace safe yeah. <laughs> you know you Yeah, you know they're running you get fired so um i just thought it was and, and i get to thinking about it a little bit and i'm like man in another day and age he'd have been a great podcaster he doesn't mm-hmm. but that means that there is so much opportunity for those that you know, really, you know, kind of right. like that.
1: Who's who's going to be the the Howard Stern of podcasting? I think, well, is the, and I'm that's sure there's some question.
0: people out there, out you know, and you know, he's <clears throat> developed this cult following. He's even got you know, I haven't fully listened, I haven't listened long enough to fully understand it. But he's got this group of people he calls the Whack Pack, and it's mm-hmm. you know these. And to be honest with you, it's so politically incorrect, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean he, it's just. I'm surprised that the social justice warriors aren't coming after him because of some of the stuff that goes on the show, but it is, uh, it Mm. is unique. And I don't think you'll ever see anything like it ever again on radio or maybe even on serious, but who, who's going to be that person in podcasting? I don't know. Maybe, maybe there won't be. Yeah. Maybe there
1: won't. Maybe that kind of content is just not, doesn't fit with the podcast world. But, know.
0: but then again, you know it's uh they've got a sp- expensive operation, you know lots of people on the payroll right. doing a lot of production, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it takes you know years of chops to be able to pull off what he's pulled off and lots of mic time right and anyone that's spending four or five hours a day on on a mic, you get really good,
1: yeah, that's tough to do,
0: oh, it's. Well, if you have a staff feeding you stuff, it isn't hard to do. But again, well, um, well
1: to be engaging
0: for that right, time on mic, right? 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 It's right. hard.
1: I mean, those those top talk radio guys, they it takes a lot of focus to do that on a three hours every day
0: kind of thing. So it can be
1: fatiguing. It can be very fatiguing.
0: So why did you know? If you think about the history, then why did? why did Howard Stern leave broadcast? Cause he kept getting FCC fines cause he couldn't push the edge. Right. right. And he went to Sirius and boom, he can say whatever he wants, you know, right. and his team can, yep. and they put programming together that is just wow. Yeah. You know? And then, but you know, he's on a satellite and you have to pay to listen. So, you know, and part of the reason people pay to listen, they pay to listen to him. You look at, and then, and then on the other hand, you look at Barstool Sports. They've got a channel mm-hmm. on Sirius. They're on one hundred and two, yeah. I think. So they're right next to Howard, or real close, um, somewhere in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah,
1: Todd, 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 you probably remember, but my my Web Talk World Radio show used to be on XM. So for two years, it was on XM.
0: What was that? Who did you get that deal through?
1: Uh, CNET Radio. Oh, okay, out of San Francisco. So, they had actually acquired two radio stations, one in San Francisco and one in Boston. And so they they picked up my Web Talk World radio show um, along with uh, Ken, Ken Radio at the time. Yeah. Um, Ken Rakowski. Um, and this was kind of prior to podcasting. So, this was like in the early 2000s.
0: So, if, but if you think about. You know what Mevio did. Mevio had a whole line of programming in the early days, right? That was up on there. And by the way, hi Stephanie, thanks for checking in in chat. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if if you're watching on Facebook, please please say hello to us so know we know that you're here. So I don't know. I guess radio has its place. We'll see what happens right. over time, but uh, right. that is not their birthright. They yeah. have they have to figure it out on their own and. uh you know, we're here to help. I mean the business to help people podcast and it doesn't matter who, but it just right. it irritates me when I hear people say things like that that it's it's almost as if they're tone deaf to the what's really going on in the space.
1: Yeah, it's it's just a lot of chest pounding that goes on from that company. And it just doesn't it, it doesn't endear people to them. <laughs>
0: Well, I, you know, let's be frank. I think it, uh, we as podcasters, independent podcasters on, it doesn't endear us, but mostly JQ public has no clue.
1: That's true. They, they kind of get away with it.
0: Right. Because it's almost
1: like. The whole PodTrack rankings. Right, Right, because it's all... the podcast industry rankings.
0: It's our ecosphere, you know, and no one cares about uh, the ecosphere except for us. The listeners just care about content. Right. And I think that's the
1: thing. Yeah, I I mean, then they agree with you, Todd, that that's exactly all that matters.
0: You know, for this show, we reach content creators, you know, and podcasters. So as a reminder, if you just joined the show today, if you want a new media show sticker, all you have to do is, uh, there'll be an address in the show notes today, is we send us one of your stickers, and we'll send you some back. And uh, the goal is to fill our sticker board here by uh, sometime next year. And if you don't have stickers, and again, this is not a paid endorsement, it's just the company I Googled and found, got these from uh, Sticker Mule. They're little two-by-twos. So if anybody wants an idea on the size, that's kind of the size. It's so, a
1: you say inch and a half by inch and a no, half?
0: No, two by two. Two inches by two, two inches. Two
1: inches by two inches. Okay.
0: Yeah. I almost ordered the three by threes, and that would have been too big. Yeah. So anyway, I think we've spent a lot of time talking about the space, and I, I think we need to do continue to do that a little bit. But Lots of movement in the podcasting space this past week. Um, mm-hmm. Did you hear about the UK newspaper that passed off a podcast interview as their own? It was, re- it was the opposite side where a podcasters' content got ripped without credit.
1: It's a plagiarism topic that's <laughs> been bubbling yeah. up for a while now, right? Yeah,
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And, and of course, I'm sure there's no apology coming because they are big media and they can do what they want to do. right you know they don't they've got a bevy of lawyers to you know because they're big like that they don't have to they don't they can just you know screw the man screw the little guy so
1: yeah and it also came up uh when i was at the the radio you know the radio show about the pod tracks ranking i know i'd mentioned it a little bit earlier here but they they still keep Projecting that they're they're a accurate reflection of the podcast industry ranking, uh-huh. and I think that they need to change the title of their ranking. It's it says podcast industry ranking.
0: Yeah, it should be the Podtrack ranking the or
1: podcast ranking,
0: right? Yeah, Podtrack pod podcast. Track podcasting
1: yes, podcasting ranking, right? Yeah, because it's not. The industry ranking? No,
0: it's not. But that's the brand they're trying to build to build, you know. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I, I've talked to Mark and team about it multiple times, but they've done this deliberately. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a biz- it's a business decision.
1: They're they're deceiving people here.
0: So you said it. I didn't.
1: I know, but, the, <laughs> but that's what's happening. So people don't know any better.
0: Yep. And all those other individuals and networks that are not being measured by that organization are not on a list. People say, you know, I've had that question come up to us. Why don't you guys publish a list? And I said, well, number one, I have to get explicit written permission by each and every one of my content creators to publish that list. So it wouldn't even be an accurate. Even
1: share, right. It wouldn't even be yeah,
0: it would it wouldn't even be accurate from our standpoint because it would be the top ten of those that have given us permission to share their numbers, whereas I couldn't even talk about the folks that would be in the list, but I can't even say that, oh well, you know the the x y z network would be number three because I haven't been given permission to put that in there, so I wouldn't even be able to talk about them so. For us it's really a non starter. Right. I mean
1: there's there's one show out out there that's probably larger than the top twenty five that's listed on Podtrack. (laughs) I don't I mean that I'm I'm just conjecturing here to some degree, but but there this is not a number one through number twenty ranking of the most popular podcast. Absolutely not. There's, there's one show and it's the Joe Rogan show that blows all those shows away.
0: I've got shows out of Brazil that blow all those shows away. I've got, I've got one podcast, one individual podcaster that would be like two. Right. And then a number that, a number of them that would fall in that stack as well, that would drive a whole bunch of people off the top 20. You'd have to have a top 50. You couldn't have a 20 list anymore.
1: And it was talked about at at the radio show. Well, how do we pull together a a, a true industry ranking? You won't. Um, and I don't, Todd, like you just expressed. I don't. You know, I talked to Rob Walsh about it. I've talked to lots of different people. How how do we do this? And and th- there appears to really be no path to no.
0: ever seeing this happen There's, in an accurate way. People are sensitive to it. Too It's it's, it's, it's you know some networks consider their numbers like a a trade secret right you know they are yep. so they don't want to give anyone and let's think about this it's they're they're competing for ad dollars and they have certain right. shows that are performing really really well getting those yep. ad dollars they don't want to say okay this is uh you know show whatever and this is the downloads are getting because because what's going to happen is another network is say let's do a show just like that compete head to head with it yep, try to take market share so for for a lot of these networks and i've got one network that well i can't even say it is big it's a big network and it's not who anyone you would normally like talk about that's someone that we've talked about as a user of our service. We don't even talk about them, be, but they've got, you know, huge numbers and right. people are, they may know, you know, it's like, wow. Yeah. That network has quite a few shows they are doing really well. But yeah. They don't know how well, right. You know, they don't know that uh, a show's doing 1.2 million downloads per episode. They have no clue, you know,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I would be out of business the second I would indicate someone's numbers or even imply. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. So there's
1: stuff going on, and then coming up here um, in a couple of days is International Podcast Day.
0: That's a fact.
1: We should uh, we should talk about a little bit.
0: I think it's the right thing to do. The International Podcast Day is run by Dave and Steve Lee. I don't know how many years this is uh, that they've been doing this. But if you're not aware, they start live content in one day, six hours and 28 minutes. They actually start on the 29th. The schedule Uh, kicks off. So they celebrate. I think what they do is they go at, uh, they start at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And I think the reason for that is, is because it's already the 30th in some locations in the world. Right. So that's where they, they go live and then they have content that is really, uh, it goes nonstop from 3 p.m. Pacific on Sunday to I believe, let me scroll down here. All the way to nine PM Pacific on the thirtieth. Now it's right. gonna suck for me because that means I'm gonna have to be in here in the studio or or someplace at midnight because I'm on the wrap up show with them those last thirty minutes when they're everyone's very punchy. Sure. But um so, so
1: Todd, the the International Podcast Day um event uh, started in two thousand fourteen.
0: So this is the fifth year. Right. And they're going to be live again the whole time. They're going to be using StreamYard and they're going to be on YouTube live. So uh, definitely want to, you want to tune in. You're going to, you know, it's basically 36 hours of education. They've got people on from Canada, America. Looks like uh, China. Where else? Where she, this is this Malaysia, UK. Uh, So really all over the place. I don't know some of these flags. UK again. Um, Yeah, again, I don't know most of these flags. So the Philippines, all over the place. So there's a wide Switzerland, wide variety of content from a wide variety of podcasters um, doing this. And both uh, Blueberry and Libsyn are both sponsors. Mm-hmm. Of the event. Let's see who's all sponsors yeah. this year. We got Blueberry, Libsyn, Repurpose.io, and then uh they've got a bunch of folks that are synth, second line themes, geeks rising, outlier, waves of tech, the Audacity to Podcast. And it looks like Focus Right and with streaming partner, uh, StreamYard. So So this is a great event and it's a great way to promote podcasting and uh, hashtag it all day long and, you know, get the word out. I don't know how they got, you know, the guys switch off and on, but they they go for 36 hours. They're about zombies when they finish.
1: (laughs) Well, Todd... You used to do a twenty-four hour podcast, which, yeah. which you don't do anymore.
0: No, I and I've thought about maybe doing something again, but sitting in a chair for twenty-four hours when you're fifty-five years old is uh, is a recipe to be dead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <You laughs> Got to keep moving, Todd.
0: Let's be frank; it's not healthy. And when I did those events, and I was in the chair twenty-four hours with a thirty-minute break only, um. It took me three days to recover. Right. So, yeah.
1: it's true. It doesn't get easier the older you get, too.
0: No. So, so maybe we'll do something some, you know, at some point, but I'm not doing 24 hours again. Anyone wants to help me with that and take that on? I still have the domain 24hourpodcast.com. That's awesome. Uh, several variants of it as well. <laughs> as always. So Stephanie says, do you ever think there will be time in our lifetime that independent podcasters can make a living doing podcasts or is it always going to spend a ton of money to, and, and be disappointed? No, I, lots of independent podcasters make a lot of money. Lots.
1: Right. And I so, think that, that number is growing. Yeah. And I think it's going to grow the larger we can build the overall audience for yeah. the medium, too. Yeah. So um, that opportunity is going to come to more people as the medium Reaches its full audience potential, I think.
0: But you know, I, I there's there's really no shortcuts, and I'm just going to be frank. You have to build a big audience. You know, you it's you might be else. able to monetize with some, you know, some content that's very niche, but most content creators don't have that ability. Or you can monetize through donations, or you know, you look at M Kearney and the new No Agenda show. It's completely supported as an added value. Uh, you you contribute and they earn thousands of dollars and in, in contributions to the show, almost every episode. So, you know, really, and, and you have a business and you're, you know, you're building a business and getting referrals because of your podcast, but to get actual traditional advertising to, you know, it, we've written checks as low as, you know, twelve fifteen $15. And we've wrote written checks that are, you know, five figures. So it really runs the gamut. to just, but, Typically, show size is everything for the high majority of deals.
1: It does make, make the numbers a little higher.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's just basic math. You have a 1,000 listeners per episode. You, you can probably, I, if you're not a traditional ad deal, you make 20 to $25 before commission mm-hmm. split. Mm-hmm. And then you, know, you just multiply that out. But again, the key is building an audience. And people often say, "How do I build an audience?" Well, you, Rob, it's there's no real shortcut here, in my opinion. I, I it's just grind, work. You got to work. You got to work like a dog. Yeah. I mean, really work and make just it like second really, job.
1: Just like it's like anything else, Todd. I mean, whether you're starting your own company, yeah, or it's it's really the same thing. So you know, you have to be dedicated to your goals. Uh, set. Set goals and, you know, go after them,
0: you know, and
1: and if your goals are to make money as a podcaster, you gotta, there's stuff you gotta do, you know,
0: it's it's not going to happen overnight. I look at Geek News Central in the early days. I was, I was putting 40 hours a week and the show was only, you know, two, two and a half hours twice, you know, two and a half total content, but I was putting 40 hours in a week working every angle I could to build audience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: build audience, build uh, reputation going out of pocket, spending money to go to events and not podcasting events. I mean, events that are related around my content,
1: right?
0: You know, and that was, and, and oh my God, Rob, those early years of doing like CES and walking around, it was, I, 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 I shudder to think about the work we did and the hours we didn't sleep. That's why I have no more hair. That's why it's all gone. It's true.
1: Yeah. Well, it's that's why I probably hard work.
0: It's you know, and it was all work. There was no play. Yeah, we had a you know, maybe we had a few cocktails by the end of the day, but then we face planted and you know slept for three hours and got up and did it again.
1: And then got up on Saturday morning and did this show.
0: Right. You know, and you know, people will you know people used to ask me. How do you get done what you get done? And I said, I didn't sleep. (laughs) I literally didn't sleep. I sacrificed everything for my show.
1: Yeah. It's called focus and dedication, you know, but you were, you were chasing a passion.
0: Right. And, you know,
1: you had set a goal for, and you were, you were living the dream.
0: And did I ever think that we would, I would have three studios did I ever think I would have my own well, office well, space? Well, you did dream that. Time. I did. I did you dream that. You've
1: been dreaming that. that for like like over 10 years Absolutely. now. Absolutely. have dreaming what you have right now. Right. right. I have. You know? I agree.
0: I'm a very happy camper. I'm just going to tell you that straight up. I'm very, right. and you know, here's this, people come in here. Wow, this is amazing. What are you going to do with it? I said, it's for me. And <clears throat> people, they look right. at me like, what are you talking about? you know i said if i decide i need to do some business in here i'll do that later but this is for me you know and people right. are blown away when i say that
1: well for many years you wanted to do the same thing but in hawaii
0: right and there was just no way financially it was ever going to happen right you know i had i i had a grand I, I still i have a plan in my head in a in a hotel where we could do some really cool stuff, new media stream live. It would have been 10 years ago. It had been explosively hit, but sadly management folks can't get beyond. They, they just don't, they can't think big. They can't think big enough. They, you know, and, and to give up, you know, five or six or seven, 8,000 square feet of space to create something unique in a hotel Facing Waikiki beach was too big of a price real estate wise to pay to do something like that on a gamble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, we could have went in smaller, but I thought, you know, go big or go home and it still could be done. Someone could still do something pretty remarkable and it could be replicated across cities, but people aren't willing to think big enough about this space of independent content creators.
1: Well, Todd, I'm, I'm seeing, and I, I think I maybe say this every week, but I, I I just see an explosion of podcasting events. I don't, know, oh, yeah. I don't know what your your schedule is looking like over the next six months, but it's it's getting a little crazy.
0: You just got another uh, one. Another one popped up in Los Angeles. It's gonna be like three weeks before the podcast movement event.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got pitched that one too.
0: And I well, and I have concerns about that event. I told him my concerns.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, we have concerns too.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a, you know, it's a free event and you pay a spot. Well, he he's
1: got 400 sign up, 400.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah, signs up are okay. Really? And he gave me the breakdown of new podcasters. And yes, you know, that really, and then there is, you know, here's a sponsorship level and you get to speak for 30 minutes. I'm like, well, that's pay to play. And usually in pay to play events, Audiences don't get taught. They get pitched. Right. And um, I don't do pay to play. Right.
1: And you're not going to pitch.
0: And I don't pitch. Right. If if it's pay to pitch, please say it's pay to pitch. And I'll, then I'll consider it. But if you're putting this off as to the content creators, that it is a place where you're going to get educated. Mm. I asked to see with a speaker ag- agreement. I said, Just please send over what your, your speaker agreements are so I can, you know, I can see whether or not you're going to restrict and make sure people aren't pitching and they're actually teaching.
1: Well, and what's the expectation that they're putting out?
0: I mean, right. if,
1: if it's a pitch, they need to set that expectation. That's so right. That's something different than a podcasting conference.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So, you know, those type of events that put it out there, like their workshops or yep. their masterminds or their, their trainings, they're, they're explicit about what they're doing. Yep. They're, they're clear yep. with what they're doing. That's right. Um, But you can't blend those two things together. No, you, can you cannot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. therein lies my, so I guess you, Rob, you and I had the same concerns. So. Right. Right. But yeah. All kinds of podcasting events. And then we've got people that are. Now, yeah, it's it's just it goes on and on and on. There's some live event going on over the next four, you know, start, starting sometime in October. There's some right live training a event. Of them. Yeah. Right. So, but you know, it's
1: it's exciting. It's good to see so many people excited about the medium and wanting to put events together. I think it's terrific. <laughs> it's just so hard to to be it all of them
0: you because know, t- you know, uh, to support
1: I, them all too. Yeah.
0: You know, you, you know, and, and then they come in with sponsorship levels. It's just like, you're a, you're an inaugural event and you're charging,
1: you're putting sponsor right.
0: packages together that something like you've been around for five years. Right. You know, and I'm like, I'm I'm not going to roll the dice. It's just like the podcast awards. I've been approached to take the podcast awards to an event and I don't know if I've talked about this on a previous show or not, but it's like
1: I don't think if it's new. I, I don't think you have. And
0: you know, I'm the event. Here's the problem: with taking the podcast awards to event. I'm saying, so, are you going to be able to get the 220 nominees to the event? Right. You know, are you going to be able to get them there? Because otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. To because we're going to run into the same problem we've had all this time, like the iHeart event. Everyone there was subsidized that went to that those awards guarantee they were subsidized right they have the budget to do that i don't have we don't i don't hardly have the budget to pay for trophies and let alone subsidized travel for 220 people no one's going to come in and write a million dollar check to support that right so and if they are hey if you got a million dollars you want to support the podcast awards we can talk
1: (laughs) it's the same issue that the the digital Hollywood folks are going to have too. I just don't know that they, I'm going to have to talk to them about it.
0: So you get the people there is the key. Right. You know, so, so we're going to continue until I get a value proposition that makes sense. The podcast awards will be done live right here. Pre-recorded live, by the way, I'm recording the award ceremony today. <laughs>
1: Todd, I just saw this. Rudy Giuliani is launching a podcast.
0: Oh, good for him. Hmm. Everyone's so got a podcast today.
1: As they should, Todd.
0: Yes, they should. Matter of fact, if you're a politician, you're listening to this show, we work we got great great opportunities for politicians to do shows. <laughs>
1: If you're a politician, this is the time to do it, Yeah,
0: that's true. You know, and I see more and more government agencies. We get a lot. We've got a a lot of government contracts, uh, and I had just one come in last week. And it's you know, so a lot of government, you know, agencies are starting podcasts, and uh, (laughs) yeah. I just
1: saw an article that popped up uh, in the looks like in the BBC. Uh, talking about Ben Hammersley.
0: Oh yeah. That
1: name name South Yes it does. Um he's the one that wrote the the article that um that used the word podcasts for the first time in the Guardian um back in I th- I think it was two thousand four. And um anyway, the headline of this article, Todd, is how podcasts went from unlistenable to unmissable <laughs>
0: <laughs> unlistenable
1: yeah so i don't i don't quite understand
0: that but um yeah and what did they call ben the the godfather of uh podfather podcasting
1: uh they well but, they are crediting him as being the one that um came up with a name that gave gave podcasting its name i think even though I, though um Dave Weiner and Adam Curry will will contest that. So,
0: yeah, there is. I I don't know. It's I lean towards Ben having named it. I don't know. What do you lean towards? it's, well, he, it's murky. He didn't
1: specifically name it in the article because my show was actually talked about in the article. Yeah, because I I had had Ben on my show two weeks before he wrote the article. Yeah, um, he called me from a from an Italian church because because he was a a war reporter at the time right and had written a book on RSS so that's how th- that's oh. what Ben's connection was to this is he had had wrote a detailed book on how to how to utilize and deploy RSS and that's why that's why I had him on my show was to talk about that book and talk about why he was doing that sure. and he basically listed a bunch of possible names for downloadable audio shows uh-huh. right? that's what the premise was. So so really it was back back in the day when the term audio blogs was actually more popular than the term podcast. Mm. So he basically had listed like three different name options in the article yeah. and one of them just happened to be podcasting. Um and that's how he got credited for for naming naming podcasting because it was the first time that the word had been in an article in association with downloadable um, audio shows.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think we're ever going to completely eliminate that controversy if it is such a thing anymore, but I give full credit to why this space is where it is today is between Dave Weiner and Adam Curry. Sure. And uh, I will, you know, I'll defend that vigorously.
1: Right. No, I, I don't think that's what's in question here with, with was it, it's just who named it right? Oh, right Who's right, the one right, that right. first used the term podcast? Yeah, um,
0: well, remember I Leo? Leo went and used podcast for a word forever. He called it a netcast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I think we've said this before on the show too. But the 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 term podcast was never popular with the early podcasters.
0: Yeah, it was, and that's why so, Blueberry isn't called. That's that's a, exactly the reason why. We started off as Raw Voice, which is still the parent company of Blueberry, and why we didn't right. use the word podcast in, in, in our naming because there was heavy contention. That's why Libsyn is Libsyn, not podcasthost.com.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah. It, it's, in the early days, people just didn't yeah, like it. The yeah, they because didn't like people it. Were, well, people were forward thinking about right. how they were thinking about this medium yep. as, <laughs> as associating this medium with a, a platform. Or a device that could very likely be antiquated
0: right, in the long run, right. right?
1: And that's exactly what's happened. But um,
0: but the word has outlived the device. It has,
1: <laughs> it has, and to call it audio was boring. Right. And to call it radio is
0: wrong.
1: Right. It's just not right. Yeah. So, you know, nobody came up with a better word, and audio blog certainly wasn't gonna that sucked. last the test of time. Boring. But, Nobody has ever come up with a better word. No, they haven't. And it needs to be different than radio or audio. Because right. th- those are boring. It's here
0: to stay. It's not going anywhere. But boy, those it first is. four or five years, it was definitely, yeah. we'd have been talking about it on this show if we'd have done the show 10 years ago. Matter of fact, we right. were doing this show. How long have we been doing I this show? We were
1: doing this show, <laughs> but it was called the Saturday Morning Tech Show. Yeah,
0: Saturday Morning Tech Show, where we didn't talk about tech. We talked about podcasting. So right. that's funny. So, yeah. All right, well, we are way, way over. We are. Okay. So let's get out of here. Uh, we we'll want thank everyone for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want a sticker, you have to send us a sticker. Address will be in the uh, show notes today. Send us your address, too, so we can send you one back. And I'll do them in batches, so I'm sure we're going to have 500 of you send us a sticker. Uh, just kidding. I'll be surprised if I get 10. <laughs> So, so, so
1: that'll be a full-time job for you, Todd. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've got have got a niece and nephew that like to make money with little side jobs. So I cut them loose on it. But um, anyway, thanks for being here. New dot If you're not subscribed already. And uh, thank you so much for being part of our family here and podcasting family of independent podcast creators. If you have comments about the show. Todd at blueberry.com. You can reach me on Twitter at geeknews. Rob,
1: uh, you can reach me on Twitter is a great place. If you want to send me a message there um, at Rob Greenley and two E's on the end. Uh, you can send me an email too, Rob G at com. So that's another great place to reach out to me. If you have questions, comments, um, give us any kind of, you know, inside track on things that you guys are seeing out there happening in the podcasting space that, that we need to talk about on this show.
0: And we appreciate you for uh, tuning in. And uh, we'll see, well, you and I have to talk about schedule after we get off in here. But uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time here on the new media show. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Whoops.